0: Hello, mortals. I'm Miss Charlie, and this is The Babes of Valhalla.
1: Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature.
0: On today's episode, Miss Darby and I interview artist, erotic dancer, and performer Jezebel Jax. We did record this over Zoom, and there is one section where the audio gets a bit iffy, but I hope you guys are understanding and can just enjoy the episode.
2: I'm Jezebel Jax. I've been a striptease artist for 24 years and April 14th actually marks 24 years. I'm already rounding it up. Um, I'm 42 years old. I started dancing in 1997. I also worked for um, bachelor party companies, um, all kinds of random things, ins and outs of this type of business too. I've been a burlesque performer with the Foul Play Cabaret for the last eight years and I'm based out of Hot Springs, Arkansas right now. I've been traveling most of my life until now. I'm kind of settled down finally, and um, the I worked in about thirty-four different clubs through this span.
0: Wow! Wow! That is yeah. so many. That's so, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. That's so fantastic. I, I feel yeah. like I'm barely starting to to sense like how different it can be, like traveling across the country. So, I, I could imagine you probably
2: had a a, a taste of. Of all the strip clubs of the United States. Yeah and it was pretty fun because I got to travel but also I learned a lot because different areas had different styles of dancing mm-hmm. and like different type of environments that I've never experienced anywhere else you know and um so yeah it made me learn a lot actually traveling like that. Where did your name
0: come from?
1: Oh yeah
2: the stage name. The which is my real
0: name. Yeah. yeah. Where did your name go? from? yeah, I just it's such a I mean, Jezebel Jax is such a cool name. And I was just wondering oh. if there a story behind it or if you just thought sounded badass
2: and that's a so, good enough reason too. Jax was my first always my stage name for for being a stripper. It was always my stage name, and I picked it because I traveled so much. And I heard it, actually, it was from the video game. I don't even remember what. And I like was like, hey, Jax, I like that. I never heard that at any of the clubs I worked at. Well, I'm going to be Jax, right? And I knew it was different. And rarely did I ever work at a club where I had to change my name, you know, because I was Jax. Well, when I got involved with, Bur- oh, when I did have to change my name, it would be Jezebel. So that was my mm-hmm. alternate name. Mm-hmm. So then when I started burlesque eight years ago, um, I had to come up with like a burlesque name. So I went with both names, Jezebel Jacks.
0: Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So how did
2: you get started in, uh, in dancing? Well, um, for one, I was a foster kid near the last two years of my like teen life. But stripping was no new concept for for me because um, the women in my family have been strippers, (laughs) the one in my real family. And then um, I was in foster care and I had nowhere to go and no one to turn to. So I did what every woman did in my family and I started stripping. (laughs) that is quite an introduction to well when i was like that age i really didn't realize the extent of the women who had done it in my family i just grew up with like pictures of burlesque flyers on my wall and stuff like scantily clad women and like things like that so it kind of like i wasn't like oh they're stripped like i didn't know all that at the moment right like all the details and how we're all like connected in that way necessarily I was just more open to these ideas and I met some older randomly and I think it's just destiny really you know I met some older dancers that had already been in it for like a year and I was like desperate like didn't have anywhere to go because of this foster situation I was in and um I I was already devised the plan at 17. I was like, well, I'm just going to dance with these older girls. And so they took me on my first road trip. (laughs) I was 18 years old and went straight to the club. That's how I celebrated.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) We went all the way to Houston, Texas. And it got me out of this little Southern town too. And that's before I even turned 18, I wanted to get out of here. And like, I had all these things happen, you know? So like, I wanted to get out of here I was part Hawaiian and my family was in Hawaii and I never even knew or talked to them, but you know, I just wanted to like explore the world. And I knew that was my ticket. Like I knew before I even turned 18. Wow.
1: Yeah. So then how old were you when you, when you like realized or found out, I guess that, um, the women in your family had been, uh, like strippers, was there like a time or, or you said you just kind of always sort of knew, or was there like a defining, like moment. Well,
2: um my like I said, the pictures were hanging up and I knew about, but the the women of my family that had been strippers were not modern strippers. They were my aunt, my mother's sister was a, you know, she was a modern stripper for the (laughs) sixties, but it was Berlin. it. It was more closed so it wasn't like these days where it'd be you know ass out g-string you know <laughs> you know yeah. uh, so they were like toned down kind of stripper flyers and pictures hanging up and there were like whips on the walls I'm telling you and so uh I did know about the stories uh my great great aunt was like one of those old school from the 20s strippers you know so I did hear those type of stories um, and it wasn't till after I started stripping that my mug mo- my actual mother started stripping so that's kind of oh, really? weird so Wow yeah we've all done it but at different times <laughs> Wow that's that's a
0: fascinating it dynamic right there
2: it was I'll tell you what it was a little weird I'm just gonna yeah. <laughs> That's her,
1: yeah. Did you that's work at
2: the same club? Yes, we did because she wouldn't leave me alone. She wouldn't leave oh me alone. Oh low. my God. She had a midlife crisis, decided all the women in the family, all the women have families stripped with <gasps> me. And every woman that hasn't stripped, which was only another one, one other woman or a family, and she's always regretting it because all the women, it's like some kind of love thing. I don't know. So my mom was like, even you strip and you make all this money. And she was like really poor, worked her ass yeah. off her whole life, was getting a divorce. And I was like, you should start dancing. And her neighbor, who was an older stripper too. And I worked with her neighbor. It was all random how it wound up for her too. We were meant to be, we're like meant to be strippers. It's really bizarre. That's
1: funny. <laughs> I, so I love that. It's just around you everywhere. I know. I, so I- then
2: that. I don't know. Did, but you
1: feel it, like, did you feel like you were then,
0: I mean, did you help her out? Did you feel like it was kind of the opposite? Then you had to kind of take her under your wing
2: and be like, let me show you this world. She was like kind of wilder than me, man. I had no idea. She was <laughs> in the room, given the sleaziest dance you've ever seen, you know, which at the time it was like my mom. So I was thinking, oh no, you know, and like, yeah. she was drinking Crown Royal with the girls oh my gosh that's my daughter and I was like oh god I bailed though like I had to leave but she tried to work with me for a while it was weird that that is
0: that is an amazing story I know that Darby and I have uh a couple of times like talked about like oh what would it be like uh to have that dynamic because we've known other people who have that dynamic in the club and how just like what an interesting situation. And just, I mean, most people do not think of that as a you know, normal mother-daughter yeah. bonding I mean, moment.
2: I wasn't so excited about it. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I, I wanted her to work, right? But I didn't want her to work at my club, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Do That's you guys look
1: really story. similar? Did people know that you were, that you were related?
2: No, she's blonde hair, blue eyes, and, um, okay. <clears throat> but it got, God, it got gross. Guys were like, give me a double, and I was like, no, <laughs> that's where I draw the line, weirdos.
1: <laughs> well, have you guys had conversations, um, like, your mother, near and, your, and you, like, your other family members that have danced, like, have you guys talked about it, like, since? Like, I mean, were there conversations that you guys had that, like, stick out about, different experiences that that like you all have had that were shared or or I don't know I guess like is it something that you guys are really open about at home or when you guys are together
2: well we I mean (laughs) I mean I'm straight she knows everything I do she knows I still do it here and there and like all this and she'll come to my house and pull dance she's still into it a little bit and she talks about her back in the day when she was a stripper right but we don't just talk about it a lot, you know? She did it for like eight years, you know? So that was a long time. Yeah. She Um, met her husband, she met her husband there. (laughs) Oh, really?
0: Yeah. (laughs) When you were talking about finding like the people who initially kind of brought you in, you know, to the club and took you under their wing, I feel like that's such a nice situation because a lot of people get into dancing and they kind of have to figure it out for a while for themselves. Do you feel like having like those people kind of, you know, become your dancer family helped you get settled within the club environment?
2: I'd say it helped me get the initial job um, mm. and got me out of my hometown for the first time, you know, got me my yeah. initial job. But all in all. I remember trying to go on stage and the girls were just like you're gonna have to get up there and figure it out and i was like (laughs) oh my god so like the initial like thing is that you still have to learn a lot on your own like somebody can help you a little bit but you know yeah that's true it's
0: kind of it's one of those things where until you do it you don't really you don't really know how, how to do it. I remember watching other people give lap dances and then just going for it my first time and just being like, okay, we're going to flop all over this person until we feel really good about
2: it. Exactly. And I remember feeling, I remember the first dance and everything. Um, and my girlfriend did help me with that. Actually, she helped me with that too, because she was sitting by him and I went over there and she's like, he wants a dance. And I was like, oh God, this is way too soon. I had just got off stage for the first time. I was like laughing and crying at the same time. That's how oh, nervous no. I was. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And I was, Were there, like, I was always such a grunger. I wasn't a fancy, I was this grungy girl like straight out of the grunge era, pulls all over yeah. my pants and shotgun, you know, pants and shit. So like, I don't know, I didn't know how to be sexy at all. I bought like a long evening gown from mm. the mall and some close toed boots.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. that well, that what do sounds- you think ended up helping you kind of like establish or find like your style? Like now that you've been mm. dancing um, for as long as you have, like what would you describe your style now as?
2: Well, I make a lot of my own costumes now and I buy costumes from people that I actually know that make them now and stuff like that. Whereas before, well, it went through a bunch of different phases. I don't know. I'm kind of rock and roll lately too. I don't know. I have different characters. I have all these different characters.
1: (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I think the club is the perfect environment to establish multiple characters though because it's like, it's made, it's made for that.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: you can kind of be whoever you want to be that you know that day that month that week so right I like that
2: ritual too of like what am I gonna wear it like almost lasts all day for me these days because I'm not doing it like full if I dance like even part-time I probably wouldn't be as big into this but at this point like I'll like kick out a costume for a couple days ahead (laughs) and like get into this character listen to the type of music like, but these days I'm bit. even more theatrical because like I don't yeah. know what do I got to lose.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. You yeah, I mean, was- might as well have fun with it. Right.
1: Kind of have the opportunity to like really invest like a lot of energy into like one night. I feel like if i if you're dancing more, it'd be hard to, you know, get as excited every single night about, about all of that. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Usually I'd reserve it to like Friday and Saturday if I was working more Mm full-time week or something. (laughs) Yeah. And I know like uh, Darby and I have already
0: talked a lot about this, but something that was so helpful for, for me and for her both was, was that ritual of kind of shifting into like from yourself into your persona and like that getting ready process and how each step of like putting on the outfit, putting on that makeup you're gonna wear that night, putting your hair up, like each part of it helps you be like, oh, I'm this person and these are the things I'm gonna be. And these are the things I'm not gonna be. Definitely a performance for sure. And you are putting on elaborate acts that that you're doing and it can be more character or more
2: yourself, but it is a performance. Yeah. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. I've always felt that way, you know. I was into the Jacks, that character, you know. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. When do you feel like like you really was 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 that performance element always a part of of your work, or do you feel? I mean, uh, we've we've looked a lot at like your your Instagram and stuff, and it and awesome. really definitely can see that influence of like performative art obviously in like what you're doing now, but starting in the beginning, do you feel like you are still kind of thinking about it as a, as like a performance?
2: Uh, yeah. Pretty early on into it, probably after I started to feel like I was getting better at the pole, I started really amping up my stage and my travels helped me kind of get there fast. Like, um, because back then there were no pole studios or like all this stuff. So everything I learned, I learned in the club and there were no even like holes you could bring home like that were easy access, you know, like to learn on your own. So yeah. um I had to really focus on that pretty early on because everybody was so damn good at it already. <laughs> so and it, to be a traveling performer, I always had to try out, try out, try out. Right. So. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I had to focus on that and and I always had a love like it wasn't like hard for me because as soon as I touched a pole and back then they weren't even spin poles (laughs) when I touched the pole I knew I loved it like I had an instant vibration really so um yeah I think um yeah I had to be I had to learn the artistic aspect of it to do the stuff I did the way I did it and um now I got involved with um More burlesque throughout the years, which is the only way I've been able to kind of distance myself a little more from the club. Because if I didn't have that type of performance art at this point, I'm, it just wouldn't even be a whole person, you know.
0: (laughs) Darby and I definitely vibe with that. We're both artists, um, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like they both support each other. Like you have, you have more of like the actual art practice and then you have like the the dance side and they kind of can bounce back and forth and feed each other or help kind of balance the other side out of it so um or inspire each other
2: yeah I feel like um it kept me the reason I danced so long and I still love it so much is because I create I turned it into an art like in Mm -hmm. my mind, you know, and, and I mean, people see it too, but Mm -hmm. like really I I had to turn it that way to even survive this long. I don't see how somebody could, I, everybody's different, but like I wouldn't have made it this long if I didn't have Mm -hmm. like an artistic view on it or, you know.
1: Yeah. Do you, um, cause so do you primarily, participate in like dance, um, like expression of your art or do you also do like other, other types of, of like of art? Cause we saw some of the photographs that you'd posted and those were really beautiful. And we kind of, were wondering like what, um, you know, in the, a lot of your artistic practices, like, do you feel like sex, sex work and stripping is kind of like a, a big inspiration for you?
2: Yeah, it always has. Yes, it definitely always has been, um, like down to i I paint women but i almost feel like the women i paint are like spirits come moving through me like stories of like women sort of Mm -hmm. and now i create costumes for burlesque and i do burlesque which is a whole nother medium Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. now i've gotten to the point where i make costumes for the girls in the clubs costumes for my shows um and all of them are mm-hmm. to dress up this Jack's character, you know, that needs to shine a little brighter than just how I've always done it. Like, I've, that's why I like. I always wanted to learn how to costume while I was at the club and I'd make some shabby costumes, you know, and I didn't know how to do it really. And then I got involved with burlesque and in an eight year span, I, I'm able to have a vision and just create it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, I feel like, Strip tease has caused all of this. I think this being a stripper and the art of the stripping and the way I went about it definitely created everything I am. Like, and then the seeing the women on my walls I mean, I started painting women when I was a child because I would look at the pictures of my great aunt, my aunt, Mm -hmm. and you know, my aunt was like 90 years old. My great aunt was like 90 years old. She had Alzheimer's and she did a show for me only like she got up and danced like I can't even explain like her arms were like snakes like I can't even do anything like that after all these years like and I feel like there's some kind of connection like she just like kind of like um I don't know you know what I mean like I feel like the spirit went through me at that point like I swear I swear it (laughs) So, so anyway awesome. it's a really cosmic thing the whole artist triptease me how i got there everything to me is like super cosmic yeah. so in my mind
0: <laughs> no we totally connect no with I, that
1: I,
2: I
0: think that's really great uh because i think it's easier for for other sex workers and dancers to 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 really grasp that sense of of the art within within the within the work but sometimes from like the outside perspective like there's a there's a hard time seeing that connection so I would I think talking about it is very very valuable for anybody who listens who's not like in the industry mm-hmm.
2: definitely just because I don't yeah. know hearing
0: somebody else's expression of how they see this a part of uh, their personal growth and how they're expressing themselves and how it like uh mixes with all these other aspects of their life and like what comes out of it you know I think that sometimes it can be seen in like a very two-dimensional way
1: yeah yeah do you feel like that sex work in and of itself um just regardless kind of whoever's doing it do you feel like it sort of is an expression of art or do you feel like sex work in and of itself is art
2: yeah I do I think on every level actually yeah mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I feel like just, uh, I guess like, like we said before, like both, you know, while we're all artists here, like, I feel like art is all about connection and kind of crafting experiences, whether it's, um, physical or visual or, you know, emotional. And I think that there is like, there's something about sex work that is magical just because it, it is about connection. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. like, everyone has, you know, stories that are not about connection and they just want to use your bum as like an extension of their hand. But, yeah. there's, but there's also those like really, like when you really, I feel like you mentioned like the word like flow earlier, when you really feel like that flow and that energy and like you're sharing those things with people, I definitely feel like the performance aspect all the way to lap dances and everything, like it does feel very much like yeah just something that's that's very artistic which is one of the reasons why we were really excited to talk to you just because uh you are also an artist and you're also a sex worker and yeah that. that's so cool. <laughs> That's what yeah, we I are really...
2: <laughs> yeah that's awesome how cool so I really yeah. love like giving lap dances mm-hmm. and I miss it like yes. doing it more regularly because I enjoy that I I don't know I enjoy the art of it I like watching myself giving dances. <laughs> I'm a freak <laughs> No, no, I'm, no, I'm totally yeah, like, <laughs> <there."> yeah. <laughs> it's hot. Like I'm more into myself than the guy, the actual customer. You know, yeah. yeah they're just the top. But they like yeah, you just need a lap, like, you need a lap dance. What they need. <laughs>
0: so, mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. just that. I mean, uh, the art of 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 like connection, right? Which is yeah. something that is my favorite part about lap dances. Is like you're connecting with somebody, even if it just from the outside looks like a very like base, like grunting, like animalistic. It's like, yeah, but you're connecting with an aspect of this person that they probably don't show many people. And so you're like seeing behind the veil of like that animalistic aspect of themselves that is hidden yeah. to yeah. 90% like of a, the world. Yeah.
2: It's like you're in their energy bubble.
0: You don't yes. get you
2: don't get in other people's energy bubble that long and in that kind of intense way with like I don't ever do it unless I'm at the club I'm <laughs> anymore yeah and they're directing or, you know, all of that at really. you and then you're directing yeah. it back to
0: them so it's just like this like little vortex of I mean you know sometimes it's not like that but I feel like a lot of the times it ends up being this like really intense
2: yeah exchange yeah. Dancing's dancing is awesome
1: yeah <laughs> dancing is <off>. awesome <laughs> Well, so with um with how long like you've been dancing and how you've seen it um change over the whole like you know the whole course of your career and like knowing also what it was like when your you know your prior generations were were participating in it. Like how do you feel about the future of the industry? Um, you know, do you have like some fears about it, some things you're looking forward to? Yeah, um one thing I really like is how it's
2: easy access to know what the rules and the true laws of places are because back in the day we had to just trust what the club said. And that got me in trouble. Like, mm. like in, in Tiffany's cabaret and in platinum plus in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, when they were tearing down the playhouse, I got caught in the mix of that because I didn't even know it wasn't a nude bar. Like I didn't know, you know, so mm-hmm. Um, like now all you have to do is like, you know, Google like the right places and know the real laws, which is awesome. There's a bigger community online. I'm learning stuff I've never even known, you know, like through this community of dancers. And um it, it's nice to know I'm not alone. Like I'm talking to other veteran strippers and watching, I don't feel so alone anymore, you know, in the world of what I do. Um and um, one thing though, is that I would see, it's kind of weird to have so much a- information so fast in a way to like, not maybe an all positive way. Cause I see a lot of kids not wanting to learn from older people and they just like Googled everything and they're an expert. Mm. So I don't know, you know, there's positive, probably more positive than negative. It's just like, you know things trying to, I guess, work its way. And also, you know, the internet is awesome. This is so much easier being able to just like strip online and
1: <laughs> give yeah. private
2: dances online like this, you know, like don't even <laughs> touch them anymore. I mean, what, where am I at? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm about it. It's awesome. I, I do wish there
0: was like an easier way to, to, cause to connect with, with older um, generations for, from the generations before us and, and create more of a community. Cause I feel like, I mean, com- coming into a new club you're just meeting the people that are there and everybody's kind of filtering through. And sometimes those connections can be like really fleeting. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes uh, you're very kind of isolated within who you know like how like in another job it's not like you're gonna go to like a convention I mean there are there are conventions that are things yeah. but I wish there was more ways of like having community like you're oh. saying so people can like pass down stories people can pass down knowledge people can pass down support instead of just kind of coming into it fresh and just you know not really having a sense of of the people that came before you.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and i thought about hosting a sex worker party at my house but i don't know how like i don't know i might need another place because i don't know a lot of these people and in hot springs some of the women or sh- people are shady as
3: hell so i just need to like i don't mind that vibe you know Just i need a different place not my own home but i was thinking about hosting a big get together of all of us so we can meet and greet and get to know each other and there'll be guest speakers, like, I don't know what, like, veteran strippers, like, there's a veteran porn star that lives in our town, like, different sex workers of the industry. Um, also, like, people who are doing, they connect everybody in this small, because it's a small town, you know? Yeah, you know everybody that's... in the industry and they're always fighting. Everybody's always, like, over at Johnson's the massage spa and over at, you know, it's like this. So what if we all came together and somebody like me hosted a
1: like a get together? Does that sound cool? Does that sound like something? No, that like sounds something? awesome. Okay. I, I love that. I mean, no, 100%. And I, and I know what you mean, like having, like I think one of the downsides about the industry is that because it attracts so many different types of people, um, you like, like you said, you may not feel comfortable necessarily hosting it in your home because there's also like like I'm very protective of like of of my home. And there are definitely girls and people that I've worked with that have been here and that um that I'm close with, but there's there is also there's a certain element that where we are protective of our spaces and you know, we usually have cash in our houses and I mean, yeah, just th- things happen. So I totally get that being hesitant, but I also think that's an awesome idea. I mean, even if it was, I mean, I- I'm ready for things not to be virtual, just like everybody else on the planet. But I also think that even if it was something that was virtual like that, um, I mean, I went to just recently like a-, a tax seminar thing that was hosted by the Brooklyn um I can't remember what their anagram stands for, but Brooklyn S O S W O P or whatever. And it was really cool. I mean, it was about taxes, but it was cool to have so many sex workers from all over the country, like in the chat together, like chatting and joking around and like connecting and asking questions. And I totally think like, I mean, yeah, what you're essentially talking about is like a, yeah, like a little conference, get to know you, Hey, you're not by yourself. You have questions. You're interested in this and that. And And we can all, we can all connect on that shared experience. And I mean, yeah, there's not a, there's not a, a stripper, I don't know. Yeah. Conference type thing that yet that we can go to. So I think it sounds awesome. And especially for your area, like if you, I mean, yeah, if you can, if you can do that, that, I mean, that sounds amazing.
3: So I did, uh, was able to host a class, um, yearly in one of the clubs here that lets me teach the younger girls like all kinds of stuff and the owner pays for them to take my class so like yeah it's for a month only a year but it's um once a week and it's like usually on a thursday and i'll teach like different things like also how to approach customers like all kinds of stuff i contact dressing up when you come into work and when you leave in case somebody sees you, like little tricks, you know, all kinds of things, also some cool dance, whatever, floor work, but like also deeper stuff than that, like etiquette, things like that. And that's kind of cool. I was glad that they gave me the spot to do that here and there.
0: I think the part that's the easiest thing to get is the par- things you can see. It's harder to get all those like smaller details, you know, like, Exactly how should I be acting? What should, what's not acceptable? When is it okay to do this? You know, like all those little things that it just takes a long time to kind of figure it out. And also, um, and those are, those are so valuable, you know, somebody coming in. And I mean, even each club can be very different and knowing how to navigate those different elements, you know? So I think yeah, that's awesome. the owner, the owner would like, for all the
3: newer girls that needed it not the older girls right like he you knew, no
2: so it was kind of cool it worked out like that like they really did need that assistance and um so that kind of stuff neat. but in a way these clubs are crazy though <laughs> 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 there's good and bad but
1: yeah 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 that's that's very cool so yeah. then we were kind of talking um before we started the interview about kind of where and you've kind of mentioned it as well like what what you're currently doing with dancing and you said you were kind of dancing like off and on kind of when you, when you felt like it, when you wanted to, um, and that you're focusing more on the burlesque like side. So what, um, how do you see like sex work? fitting into your life as you kind of continue into the industry or it's continue, you know, your, how do you you feel like sex work fits into your life looking forward? There we go. That's the question.
2: Right. I'm still really active, like right now on my only, you know, my only special site. And Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I like to be involved by making a lot of costumes for the dancers. So I come in there, I'm kind of like a house mom too. Like, I actually was thinking about assuming my role as the house mom, just going in and being like, okay, it's time. <laughs> yeah. So I can actually like stay, this town doesn't have anything like that. So it might be good, you know, and I already make them costumes and, you know, I do burlesque and I work every now and then. So just staying in, I'm going to keep one foot in forever. They're never going to be able yeah. to get rid of me. ever.
1: <laughs> I oh, mean- I totally feel that way. Okay. I don't ever want to leave. So like just house know, mom, I, I, they gotta wheel me in
0: <laughs> oh, i was gonna say fine. like a good a good house mom is so valuable because it is doing all those things that you've talked about right it's yeah it's kind of helping yeah. out and being a support and being like yeah you know how how can i kind of help you navigate what's going on whether you know it's just a costume or do you need help like figuring out a situation so yeah house moms are so valuable
2: a good I house teach, mom is very valuable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I and now I teach pole dance too, like in my home studio. So I have like, pri- I'll do private classes where I teach. I'd actually rather teach stripper style. So I get strippers coming here and I'll teach them, you know, some things like, um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to quit dancing though. The problem is it's just so hard to put up with. <laughs> mm-hmm
1: yeah you so i don't know where i'm in a
2: weird transition trying to figure it out um burlesque is like what keeps me like entertained while i'm dancing less in my life mm-hmm. because if i didn't have that it would be like super boring like
1: i need to be on stage a lot like i need
2: i need a lot of that after years of this
1: yeah we're spoiled well, for life <laughs> Yeah, we just get used to it we're like wait where's my adoring fans it's yeah. Tuesday. excuse me <laughs> i know i totally agree when <laughs> i so this on online stuff is really
2: fun though like yeah it it takes all the stuff I hate about the job out of it yeah I'm getting to that point anyway because I've been doing it 24 years so it's like you Mm -hmm. know I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of doing it far and few anyway like I just can't handle the hustle and bustle like I used to or the hustle at all like you know, and then when I'm like, you know, I get the flow, I can do it, you know, but like, it's real hard on me and I'll, I'll just dance Mm -hmm. few and far between anyway. My body's kind of slowing down with that whole energy kind of, I love it. though. I'll miss it. And I kind of stay in because I miss it, you know, and also, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't make as much doing anything else. So it's like, you know, I do need the money here and there. So I'll go in and do it. But the good news is, is I've been doing this, through a 24 year span in this town as well. So they give me like the option to just
1: kind of come and go as I please. And that's pretty, yeah, cool. it's kind totally. of a
2: retirement thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what are like the clubs? I've never been to Arkansas. Like what are the like clubs like? Well, um, they're all private clubs.
2: You bring your own beer and um, okay, pay a fee to get in, you know, the private club and you have to like sign your name down. It's some whole other, they've all hmm. been grandfathered in too, and because in Arkansas, you have to be, you have to be a certain amount of distance from um, schools and churches here. I don't know exactly uh-huh. like, way too far to the point, like there's only two strip clubs left in this town and they wow. both have been fathered in, which I'm trying to learn more about that. I figured out a little bit about that, but um. It's just they take half of everything you make, even on stage. So really, yeah, there's a lot of problems. Wow. Over and that's one of the reasons. If I lived somewhere like you know Dallas or Memphis or something, I would work more full time. One mm. of the reasons I don't work is because I can't handle that kind of like environment, you know, totally. anymore. Like when I was younger, I didn't care as much. <clears throat> I also traveled a whole lot, so. At this point in the game, now that I'm more settled down in life right now, I just don't really want to contribute really a lot to that. Mm-hmm, um, totally, anyway, yeah. But it's kind of—I all- love dancing, you know. I don't want to like not be working right now in my life. I make good money, and it—you know—there's things I love about it. But the environment's so hard around yeah. here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. Are they all? Are they all nude clubs? Um, well, they
2: were always topless and now one of them's kind of gone nude. So I don't know what's up with that, but I went in and I worked and, uh, I got nude. I don't care. <laughs> I think though, Like with a private license, you can do a lot of things and without serving alcohol, you can do a lot of things. There's a lot of loopholes here with that.
1: Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It's shady business. <laughs> it's just shady I don't know what the the difference it is the, the what makes a difference out here because you can drink and be nude. I think it's like the club's preference because we had like the club that I work at um they like changed during COVID that they would do like nude non-contact dances. It was like something that they added that they'd never done before.
2: Oh,
1: okay. So hmm. but it was weird. I don't know. But now but now we're doing contact lap dances and nobody's doing any nude dances because I don't know. They're weird. You have to be like eight feet away. It's just weird. I don't know. I think it's weird. (laughs) I'd rather do like a nude contact lab dance than like a nude watch me eight feet away dance. It just feels weird. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Also like, it's kind of weird when things change all of a sudden, like you worked in a club for forever since the nineties and it's always just been topless. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's nude and it's like, uh, Like it just threw my mind out kind of with that. (laughs) That was pretty great
0: We're in a really interesting place where so much is transitioning online. Do you have any fears about like, I don't know, like a over saturation of the market or what clubs are going to look like moving forward? Or do you have any other specific fears or are you more excited to see where it's going?
2: Yeah. I'm kind of fear. It's all fear about that. Cause it's already like that. You don't even know how many DMs in my mailbox girls are like, I never danced before. Can you, which club are you at? Oh, I'm going to go over there. It's just oversaturated already. Like mm-hmm. it's just, everybody thinks it's cool, which is awesome. But in a way, I don't know, you know, I don't like how everybody's just like into it all of a sudden in a way, I don't know. It's hard on me. That's hard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, it is, it is hard. I mean, I mean, we've been talking about, you know, do we want to start our an, an only friend's stuff, you know, going forward. And, right. and it's like, it's like ev- everybody and their cat has one at this point, you know, like, I feel like everybody I know, whether they're, they're actually doing it because they're trying to transition their sex work online, or they're just like, friends of mine who are like, oh, I sometimes take photos of, you know, my toes sticking out of a bathtub. Like now you can get them online. And it's, it's like so interesting to see how, how that like trend has just flooded where, yeah, because it's kind <laughs> of that in-between state where you can take it wherever you want to. There's so right. many people like uh, flooding that market.
2: I guess, but it has to be, it has to be your fans though.
0: Yes, See, you can be at
2: work true. and you can make some fans and you can slide them your information and yeah. make them get on and load in right away. That's so true. like, that you know, true. I you can work it. Like it ain't it, those are your fans though. It's a it's not really, I don't know. It's a little different than being, I think, oversaturating a club.
0: No, no that, that, that makes sense. For me
2: for here anyway, here in this town. Yeah. That's like,
1: you know, there's only two <laughs> right <laughs> so i still can't believe it i mean what what, what you told yeah that's just so interesting that there's only two i don't know you guys would know everybody yeah. right i mean that's yeah just, yeah there's two
2: clubs and a couple escort companies and um there's independent you know escorts and stuff too here but um they all don't really mingle or know each other and it's a very small town so it'd be kind of cool just to Know who's who, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe get a perspective to some other people who are like horophobic and stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Everybody's like in it. We're all like similar, maybe. You know, I don't know. Yeah.
1: You guys could have like a like a you know like a slutty knitting circle. Yeah. That'd be cute. I like that.
2: That's what I want. But I'm old. I'm old yeah. fogey now. I'm only forty two, but I'm an old fogey in the industry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we don't know each other are
0: a lot of the time so then nobody else knows how right. many people are are all around them who are involved in all types of different ways in, in, in the sex industry
1: or like spying I'm just imagining that there should be like a like a flash mob like at a mall where That'd like there's curious. a bunch of like women walking around or not just women but people who are sex workers that people don't know and then all of a sudden yeah. Start dancing, and it's just like we're everywhere, we're all around. Like (laughs) the lady buying a hot dog,
0: the chick who's running the cash register, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: The guy tying his (laughs) shoe,
1: yeah, (laughs) they're all sex workers. (laughs) Oh, I love it, yeah. Um, so (laughs) when we were talking about, um, yeah, like so you how you have this kind of generational. Um, sex work thing in your family, which is super awesome. If you were to write like a letter to your hypothetical or your future child, like what would be the story that you'd want to tell them about, like how would you write the story, I guess?
2: I think I would, if I had a kid, it would definitely tell all the history and i give them all the dates and names. And I'd probably be even more interested in finding out all the dates and names of places um also the best thing my grandma ever told me is what they don't know won't hurt them like you don't have to tell your partner everybody everything that works happens at work or anything like that okay it's been like the best advice (laughs) now that's that's good advice (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) it's it's managing you know (laughs) what what needs to stay where in your life (laughs) i
1: guess Um, So before we go, do you have like a favorite story or memory um, that sticks out that you want to share about your experience, like dancing, like if you had to pick like the top best story? Okay. I know. I'm sure it's it's hard. I'm sure it's a hard question.
2: There's a lot of them, but this is a good one. And I have, I have written a little bit about this, but so I'm like 23, I'm like I'm going on this spiritual mission. I don't know. I'm like super hippied out. Okay. Still am. Once a hippie, always a hippie. But anyway, I'm like in the Keys. I give up everything I own. I mean, legit, like all I packed, I didn't even have a blanket. All I packed was a stripper costume, pair of heels. I had a rain jacket to sleep under. And I hitched, hiked all the way from Key West, Florida to Tucson, Arizona. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I I hundred dollars richer and uh had a good time and only great memories. That's a short version of that story, but that is crazy. Ultimate oh story. God. That's a crazy
1: if, story.
2: I, uh, I'm crazy.
0: If people want to hear the rest of that, you guys have to go find Jezebel Jacks and find <laughs> their writing on it and, and hear the rest yeah. of that because I could only
2: imagine the long Yeah. I did a lot of wandering in my life and I'm finally kind of settled down, which is kind of weird. It's like a bag of mixed emotions on that one.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I, I like why it. Why did you choose? Did you was there something to change that you chose to settle down back home? Yeah. Um a dear friend of mine offered
2: me a house to buy that made it so easy for me. And it was in my hometown and I had traveled so long and so hard that I was just tired, like, from my journey. And I thought that, like, maybe I should make a next step because I didn't, like, ever really plan in my life a whole lot of stuff, <laughs> you know? So I, um, yeah, I don't know. I lost track of that. But, yeah, that's where yeah. I was at. <laughs> okay.
1: That's awesome. Um, I bought
2: a house. Oh, and then I got involved with the foul play. And it, and it gave me a... It, it gave me something that I never had the opportunity to do, which was be involved with a group of people who wanted to create performance art, mm-hmm. like all around mm-hmm. the country. And they were serious and they, they helped me become the artist and have the focus that I always, I never even knew I really had that in me, like on this, this level. So, um, you know, that combined with the home made me know that this was the right place right now. Yeah. yeah so
0: no, that, here now <laughs> that makes sense I mean you know you're finding that 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 community that yeah that kind of mixes all aspects of your interests and yourself into, yeah into one and really in my cool. hometown
2: where things are cheap and there's not a lot of like uh there's a lot of room to do mm-hmm. a lot of really neat things here that no it's kind of like it does have a lot of young people. It's really artsy, but there's still a lot of room to do really neat things here, like own theaters or like, you know, like it's still Mm -hmm. got a lot of neat room. So I just feel like maybe I am here in the right place. I struggle with the wanderer sometimes wanting to live that life with nothing. And I feel like closed in, you know like having too many things. Um, Those things I'm still getting used to, but you know, I do travel. I do plan on doing more of the journeys in the future.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's the big one.
2: You, know, you have a, now you have a really rad home base though. Yeah, I know. Right. So I can yeah. actually like collect things instead of starting over every time I want to have a home base. <laughs> yeah. I used to have to like buy all yeah. my pots and pans again, all the, you know, I could never just have an easy, like, cause I lived in vans and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. so it, it's, it's nice to have a place with everything I need. And if I journey, I can come back and it'll have everything I need.
1: Yeah. Well, so Thank you so much though, for letting us interview you and sharing your story with us because that's awesome. And I know we haven't ever met in person, but it's cool to know that you're out there and and that now we have connected and we're just, yeah, it's just awesome. Awesome, thank you. Thank you,
2: you. I love it. I love telling the story, you know, everywhere I can. I'm proud uh, to be a
3: stripper.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) When we make our road trip, we'll have to come that
2: way. Do it. uh, Yeah. I love hosting strippers that travel through because I was the young stripper traveling through a lot. (laughs) To the point I was probably pretty annoyed sleeping on people's couches, (laughs) sleeping on the beach, coming in smelling like campfire. That sounds That's so cool. awesome. oh, I love
0: it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think That's we just so both awesome. think it
2: sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, we're just like this sounds. Why amazing. is that not <laughs> us? <laughs> it's been a little boring the last, you know, compared to that life, you know, lately.
1: I don't know. I've been reminiscing okay. a
2: lot with these interviews.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's just awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, I think too, like the world's changed. Like hitchhiking was more of right. like a thing than it is yeah. now you know what I mean like I'm sure retrospectively when you think back of being like a young woman hitchhiking you're probably like mm, that was maybe scary but I also awesome
2: I'm not doing it unless I'm in the islands or something that's mm. the way you yeah. know but I'm not no not catch me again doing that I'm lucky I made it yeah it I'm lucky, a journey yeah. like that a lot right but now I'm at the point where I'm a little more scared because I don't know I've been like homebound for a while you know mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about getting a beacon just to save me, you know. (laughs) What's a beacon? Yeah, so you can travel, and then like if you get in trouble, way uh, without any, the satellite knows where you're at, and you can get saved. Oh, that's (laughs) nice. That is super nice. Yeah, that's because I want to do some more through hikes, and I'm into like traveling through the desert, you know. And Mm -hmm. I want to take some lone trips, so. I don't yeah. know. I got I was thinking about getting one of those anyway. I don't want to be in no hills have eyes. situation. <laughs> yeah, no. no, no I'm no, no, going to no, no. visit my friend in Arizona. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no. I totally those agree. days are over. I wasn't scared back then. I'm scared now.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> so where um if people want to like find you online, like your artwork and stuff that you're doing, um, where can they find you? Well, I'm basically on
2: Instagram at Jezebel Jacks, and then you can go into my link tree from there and find all the other stuff. Um, We have a website, Foul Play Cabaret, and um, when burlesque is back on, we're not actually doing shows right now, but I I get booked through them as well. We're a big tree. It's really fun. I love doing burlesque and doing all that around the country.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome but yeah so thank you so much i really we really appreciate it yeah thank so, you
0: nice thank to meet you yeah. thank you again to jezebel jacks for that wonderful interview we are so happy and thrilled we got to speak to her and that she shared so much with us it was it was really fantastic um on another note this is the second to last episode of season two then Darby and I will be taking a little break and prepping for season three. Thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you've been tracking our progress over the last couple of years, we deeply appreciate anybody tuning in and hearing what we've got to say and the awesome, amazing performers we get to talk to. So uh, record with us or send in a story. You can always head to our Instagram, Babes of Valhalla, and reach out to us or email us at babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, stay nasty.
1: Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.